Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. February 10th, um, Cliff and John here. Although, actually, I'm John and he's Cliff. Cliff? I'm Cliff. Cliff. You're John. (laughs) Cliff, Cliff. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm good. Well, we decided we were going to wait until today, Wednesday, uh, to do the show because we thought we'd let impeachment percolate a little bit, which it did yesterday, first day of the second impeachment trial in the Senate. And uh, and there's news from that and some analysis, so we're going to get into that. Uh, we're also going to talk about the press's infatuation with the word unity and how they're turning it against Biden. And now a word from our sponsors. Well, make home your favorite new restaurant this winter with Omaha Steaks delivered straight to your door. Have you ever wondered what makes Omaha Steaks so good? It's the aging process. Omaha Steaks aged at least 21 days. That's where the magic happens. Try these mouthwatering steaks in the Butcher's Best Sellers Package. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter that promo code VOICES into the search bar to save over 50% and secure exclusive pricing. Included in the Butcher's Best Sellers Package are four iconic fork-tender Butcher's Cut Filet Mignons, four ultra-juicy burgers, four savory pork sops, four kielbasa sausages, four rich and decadent caramel apple tartlets, and so much more. In addition to getting more than 50% off, you also get four more chicken breasts, four more of those delicious burgers for free. All you have to do is go to omahasteaks.com, type VOICES in the search bar, order the Butcher's Best Sellers package today save over 50 percent plus get four chicken breast four burgers from the company that's been bringing people together for over 100 years omahasteaks.com type voices in that search bar at omahasteaks.com and now back to our show but cliff i thought i'd I'd mention first since it's kind of a feel-good story and it's something we can opine about a little bit uh the Georgia state prosecutors have just opened a criminal investigation into Donald Trump's phone call to the Georgia Secretary of State asking him to, quote, find votes. Yep. So I saw that. I, it's interesting. I thought, you no, know, that's awesome. I thought that it happened. We'd seen that yesterday, but I'm what, trying to so what let me happened? Just make the point. I'm trying to understand the difference, which is yes. the Secretary of State started looking into it, investigating. Yes. I thought it was weird because it's like, I'm investigating the phone call I was on. Like you were on the call. You don't need to investigate. You kind of know what happened. Right? Well, it's, I mean- it's, and I don't know what the rem- you are correct. It, the secretary of state of Georgia, Raffensperger, he opened an administrative inquiry. So I okay. don't know what the difference is. I mean, I know what the difference is. One is a criminal probe from the outside. And one is almost like, I want to say it sounds like an inspector general kind of thing where a federal agency looks at itself to see, you know, was, was any wrongdoing done? And now what that could mean for starters is I don't know that an administrative inquiry could reach any conclusion about an outside person. What it could do is look and say, did any state officials do anything wrong? Right. Like, I wonder whether he did it to clear himself or, or like you said, could it, could it go the next step? And somehow the administrative inquiry concludes that the president tried to violate laws and they pass it to the prosecutor. I don't know. But that's, that's the difference. You make a very good point, John. I don't know you the know. answer either. Yeah. Um, but it's great. You know. No, I mean, look, <laughs> the more investigations that take place. But so I guess but I guess this is still a federal prosecutor. No, right? so, I don't think so. No, I, it's it's first of all, this confuses me very much. But but having said it, it said he was a Georgia prosecutor just elected which makes me think it's a state official, right? Because gotcha. it's a local election. It wasn't appointed by the feds. And that it's state, it's it's talking about state laws being violated. Right. 
I hate um, this. We need to get a lawyer who practices these kind of things saying, on the show. Or even just a smart, you know, we've had Asha on before. We need yeah. a smart kind of someone who's worked in this area. I don't know if we get Glenn Kirshner or, you know, hell, we don't need somebody who, we, we you know, who's famous and on TV. We had uh, the head of the Innocence Project here before, Mark Godsey, who was the former prosecutor in the Southern District of New York under uh, pre are we could always get you know we have friends who've been federal prosecutors before so maybe we should talk right. to them and just it's get been, somebody it to come on uses me all the time when we talk about prosecutors and also how they're not independent but they're kind of independent of doj right. except doj can still fire them and it's a, it's a really weird now i will tell you one thing i i just googled while you were talking about the administrative probe by the state agency. And it says, uh, Reuters story says it is a step that could lead to a criminal investigation by state and local officials. So apparently, uh, looking here real quick, the probe was prompted by a complaint filed on Monday by GW, uh, George Washington University law professor. Um, Let me just see real quick. Legal experts say it may have violated at least three state laws, conspiracy to commit election fraud, criminal solicitation to commit election fraud, and intentional interference with performance of election duties, uh, felony and misdemeanor violations. He would. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else here. Legal perils. Eh, and they're not making it. Oh, here we go. I'm sorry. Once the Secretary of State's investigation is complete, the office's investigations division will write a report. So this is the state's own investigation of itself and present it to the state election board. The board will then decide if the matter is referred to the state attorney general or a local district attorney. So, okay, so they are looking to see, did anybody do anything wrong in our agency? But it also could reach the conclusion, no, our agency did everything right when that outside person tried to get us to commit a crime. Right, right, right. So it's just another independent probe that could lead it sounds like it leads to the same charges Trump is already being investigated for. But yay. I mean, we don't want to hear the guy's name, but we do want to hear it in this context. You know? No, I Right. I mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I think. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, yeah. I think. Oh. Oh, see, the sirens are coming for him. Uh, they're coming to run. Uh, daddy, run. Daddy. Run, to, run, they may be coming to grab me. I don't know. Do we, do we say something that goes against uh, the Trump code? That's right. He's no longer president. He can't do anything. Um, anyway it is nice to see and it it, you know we still i would love to get somebody to come on and talk to us about the whole pardon issue and why it seems at least that trump didn't do a slew of pardons for himself and his family now like we said maybe he did some little pocket pardons that he hasn't told anybody about he's storing them away for safekeeping and then if he gets sued or he gets indicted or not sued if he gets indicted or whatever he pulls the pardon out and goes ha ha i pardoned myself but if he didn't I'd really like someone to explain all the intricacies of why he might not have. So would I. No, I mean, I, 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 again, well, I think what they were saying was, first of all, you had to admit guilt to do that, which might harm him in state court because then they, if states have, have jurisdiction, then they're like, well, guess what? He admitted in his pardon, right. he admitted he, he committed the crime. So I think right. from what I understood, some of it had to do with that. Well, it but also, we really do it need somebody. Like, yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, we really do need somebody who like knows what the fuck they're doing here. Uh, which, no offense to either of us, hopefully, you're a lawyer, but you're not. A, you've never been a federal prosecutor. You're not a practicing yeah, lawyer, yeah. and I am yeah. not a lawyer. So, getting yeah. somebody who understands this stuff would probably be helpful. Well, one of the just a real quick extra tangent. One of the issues people brought up was once you're pardoned, assuming the pardon works and they can't go after you even for state law or anything, then you can't invoke the Fifth Amendment if you get subpoenaed to testify. 
So Trump or anybody else that gets right. subpoenaed, unless Trump invokes executive privilege or whatever, but his sons or whatever, if they got if they got pardoned, Don Jr. would have to go on the stand and admit everything that happened under oath. And if he didn't, he'd be uh, cited for contempt and sent to jail. Which so, would make me sad. Which would make me very sad. And it would make him anyway he would do but he would do some fabulous tiktoks no i mean so i mean again like there you go we're, we're not experts but everything i've read I, I i do know how to read i think um and um everything that i've seen tells me that you know that that is a big reason for it is that you know that the accepting a pardon is tantamount to admitting guilt and in a lot of these other people he's pardoning you know, there, there perhaps is no state jurisdiction specifically, or maybe statutes of limitation have run out or various other things or double jeopardy comes into play or, you know, whatever it might be. Whereas, you know, sadly, we just saw that. And again, this is where we'd need a good lawyer who knows this stuff. This just happened with Paul Manafort, you know, which is he was found right. guilty. Trump um, pardoned him. And now they're saying that it would be double jeopardy for the New York court to go after him for the exact same thing. Um, yep. So. I don't know. That's, yeah. you know, I guess we'll have to see, you know, but it's fun. It's at least a uh, happy news <laughs> in, the world of, in the vengeful world we live in. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not just, and again, it's not just about vengeful. No, like, you justice. Know, I, I'm not going to deny that I have that impulse. Because Schadenfreude, I, got, Schadenfreude I, exists. Yeah. And I hate these fucking people. I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny that. Um, but at the same time, I'm also not going to sort of, you know, I, I like to w make what my motivations are clear, which is, again, all of this to me, so much, at least so much of it is about the health of our democracy going forward. And again, beyond the individual cases of people that should suffer for terrible shit they've done, it is the simple fact that, that again and again, we see the same stuff. If they don't, they will just do it again. It's the same thing as what we've been saying with the insurrection and all this other stuff. And, you know, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. Yep. And in the end, it seems to me Marjorie Taylor Greene didn't even pay a price for the insurrection. She had her, her committee stripped from her because of the stuff that she'd said and tweeted and done videos of in the past. Not one person in Congress that I am aware of has paid any price for inciting this riot. Not Ted Cruz, not Josh Hawley, none of them. Yep. And, and and pushing the, the for months pushing the bullshit. I mean, Rand Paul's still out there doing it. Yeah, he's still out there saying that that this election was stolen and all this. I mean, so I mean, they, they well, no price and we'll this. use this as our. Let's just start talking about impeachment. Well, this will be our segue to the impeachment section then. Sure, let's do it, man. You know, um, no, but, but again, I'm just going to say yeah. it worries me because in the end, I'm not sure. Um, in any case, there's, it, there's every motivation as far as I'm concerned right now, unless something happens that I'm not expecting at this point for every right. one of these people to behave the same way again, because right. they have no conscience. They have no shame. None of that's going to stop them. And they've proven that they will overthrow democracy uh, if it well, helps them gain power. And a lot of them, certainly the majority of House Republicans, because they openly voted to overturn the election, but uh, even in the Senate, right, you only had, eh, was it six or 10, maybe six or eight, who ended up voting uh, in support of the objections to the, the electoral vote counts. It wasn't that many of, what, 50 Republicans, maybe at that point it was 52 Republicans or so. Right. But, but what you did have was how many Republican senators, right? These are the good guys, at least in the election count. How many Republican senators came out and acknowledged Joe Biden's victory early on? None, almost. I mean, there are like three or four. 
Yeah, right? they're at, like at best, Cliff. I mean, right? depend, and it also depends what we're what's early on. You know what I mean? Like that's the problem is that this was such a running process within the first week or two, probably none. No, I'm talking um, after the first month. Uh, within the, I think within the first month, Romney, Murkowski, Collins, maybe Toomey. Okay, there you go. Right. So I'm, I, that was my guess too. Like maybe you had four to six, or even better, forget the first month. Let's stop being nice to them. After Biden was confirmed as the winner, which came, I don't remember if it came that Saturday. It might have come that Saturday after the election. But remember, Biden was the winner, and they finally determined it. The these guys. The major, the overwhelming majority of Republican senators were happy to fan the flames of the election steal, you know, theme, meme, lie, so that if they indict Trump on this, if they find him guilty, then they're kind of finding all of themselves guilty, too. And I think it puts, un- unfortunately, in a way that the charges almost put them in a box where they can't they can't vote to convict because most of them would be convicting themselves. Correct. Which again is a fantastic sort of point to look at. That that a lot of that maybe described the last four years, right? Yeah. I mean, if Rand Paul to pick out him again is delivering literally personally delivering notes, which he was, he's like a courier boy. To, if you remember that when he delivered a, a note from Trump to Putin, I mean, the most pathetic thing I think a U.S. senator maybe has ever done. Right. Um, What's going on there? We know his dad was had these far right newsletters ties to the far right in Russia and all oh, this stuff. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't hold. You know, yeah. I wouldn't. I yeah. wouldn't say always that the, that the father and son. I wouldn't blame the son for what the father's done. But obviously, Rand Paul has, has behaved, has acted the exact same way. He's been yeah. in the same universe. His campaign manager was was in, indicted, convicted. I'm trying to remember what happened. If he got off on a technicality, Jesse Benton for bribery. Mm. Also, by the way, it was Mitch McConnell's. I mean. Van Paul has been so close in so many occasions to dirty dealings and crime. I mean, I just so you, you say to yourself, maybe that's why they wouldn't go after Trump, because if you're Rand Paul and they clear and clearly you're in cahoots with them, too. I mean, John McCain said on the floor, you know, before he passed away that that he's like Rand Paul was could maybe could be considered the senator from the Kremlin. Now, John McCain wasn't known for, for not exaggerating things and being kind of a dick sometimes, but and I'll take that into account, but it still doesn't change the fact that he didn't say that about anybody else. Still you know? very, exactly. It's still very interesting. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and, and we do know that these stories are out there. The Dallas Morning News had one and others. We talked about that with um, Alan Silverberg on here. You know, that story, that expose on the, on these sort of, you know, American born Putin connected oligarchs, so they were able to cleanly, cleanly being legally, not ethically, give money to, and they all gave money to the to the Republican entities, you know, Senate, the Senate campaign entity, and whatever. Right. So on some level, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, they all lowered up the NRA, and then the NRA probably illegally, as the courts are also looking at right now, and with the NRA, gave them. I mean, it just may be that that's what we're seeing here. The same thing that we've seen now for four years, which is most of these right. Republicans are so fucking dirty that they just, you know, that if you go deeply into this stuff, they have a connection to it and they don't want that coming out. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. No, it's a, um, I, you know, um, you know, I don't want to, and I don't want to really like rehash everything that happened during the impeachment uh, debate yesterday, but bottom line was Trump's lawyers did a really bad job. One lawyer. Hold on, did, hold on John. Yes, uh, oh, sorry. Wait, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm tipping my head back to take a sip of water. Hold on. Oh, okay. You oh. didn't get my joke. Oh, the joke. And well, I actually, that joke. Did you? And you know you what? Just... I don't care. I'm Jewish, so fucking come at me. Well, I didn't even realize. So what happened was, uh, 
one of the lawyers uh, was returning his tip. You know, was speaking, even, I'll say a judge doesn't even laugh at my joke. I failed. He didn't even know. where. Well, I, I didn't because I, I know about it. And I don't have the right to laugh. <laughs> oh, um, did you get it though? When I said I tip my oh, head I get, back. Or- I get it. I, so what happened was one of Trump's lawyers, who's Jewish, we now know, <clears throat> was tipping his head back. Well, he was speaking to the, you know, presenting his case tips his head back for a sip of water and grabs the top of his head and almost pulls his head back with his hand and drinks with the other hand. And it was really weird. Everyone shared the video. He looked kind apparently, of like a, I can't say this. He looked kind of like a Pez dispenser. It was weird, but what apparently what he was doing, although people say this, what he, what he was doing is he, he's the lawyer who's Jewish and subsequently said, I wanted to wear my yarmulke, but I felt it would be inappropriate and would look bad. So first of all, let me let me go. So first so of let's all, let's start so, with that. Right well, away, wait, 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 is... wait, 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 wait. Let's start with what he was literally doing. So it looks like because he didn't have a yarmulke on, he was covering his head while drinking the water because somehow that's part of the whole thing, I guess. But he should he should have his head covered, right? So so d- making fun of that makes us non-Jews a little uncomfortable, okay? Right? Um, but then get into what he said about why he didn't wear his yarmulke because he, I mean, because he didn't think it would look good. Why not? It would be inappropriate. Is, is it because he realizes that that in the end he's defending the actions of the Camp Auschwitz guy? I mean, you know, I don't know. So maybe if you're defending Camp Auschwitz and six million, you know, six M wasn't enough, six MWE, yeah. the you know, maybe then you feel like, huh? I guess when I'm doing that, it would look weird yeah. if I were wearing a yarmulke. I don't know, yeah. but whatever it is, just that statement itself, it seemed like he was saying, I wouldn't want to look different. I wouldn't well, want to stick out. I mean, yeah. you know, that's some fucking chilling stuff to be saying. You know what? Yeah. I don't care with a yarmulke, a turban, whatever it is you wear, you know, hijab, wear it. Hijab, I think I'm mispronouncing it. I apologize for that. But the point being, if that's what your religion tells you to wear, wear yeah. it. Fuck the yeah. old white guys and the Republican, the Jim Inhoffs and all these old 112-year-old, you know, fucking Republicans from rural states. I don't care. Yeah. Let I me, mean, let me throw a possibility at you. What if... His concern about wearing the yarmulke, his concern, he said it would be inappropriate. It wouldn't look good. People wouldn't like it. What if his concern wasn't about Fox News? It wasn't about Trump's base. It was about an audience of one who is fixated on the look on TV and didn't want to see his lawyer looking like a raging Jew. No, I think that's an excellent point because I think it was about Donald Trump. And I think that could be very much. And if we look at him. What the well, hell were you doing just, wearing that? We're not just, but we're not just speculating. We know that Donald Trump has made these statements before. Example, mm-hmm. uh, it came out when one of the suits at, uh, against the Trump organization, mm-hmm. um, one of the one of those who came out and testified against him, or maybe the the woman who wrote the book. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember who it was, but in any case, um, said that you know had him quoted saying a statement of when he saw African Americans in the finance department. He's like. He's like, I don't want to. He's like, I don't want to ever see that again. I want short guys with yarmulkes counting my money. Like, oh, did he say point, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, point wow. being, we know by now that Donald Trump has everybody in his head stereotyped to what their specific yeah. role is supposed to be. Yeah. He's like a walking fucking anti PC joke. Like, yeah. and he really believes all this shit. So, yeah. He may have thought, like, I don't want some some Jew up there defending yeah. me in front of America. My base is going to hate it. Well, not even just my base. To me, that looks weak. I mean, who wants it? You know, that doesn't yeah. look that doesn't look like the type of person who should be doing yeah. it. I mean, you know, that's what yeah. he does. So, I mean, why would anybody be shocked by that? Yep. No, I think that's exactly what was going on, sadly. Um, but anyway, so the lawyers did a crappy job. The one lawyer in particular, Bruce Castor, was 
was so crappy that uh, CNN was reporting that multiple people in Trump's camp said it, it, Trump was livid. Interesting because you'd think, what, you know, Trump, like Trump's not going to understand the arguments. And you'd think they must have cleared the arguments with Trump because, you know, Trump, Trump must have micromanaged every bit of the uh, the defense. So I, so you wonder why Trump was livid, although my guess is Trump was livid because he probably had Fox News on or CNN and he heard everybody mocking the lawyer, Bruce Castor, so that he he responded to the press coverage of Castor. Right. Right. Um, and Castor was just so bad. I mean, he 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 was just rambling. It was, well, you know, if you go back to your state senators and you talk to your constituents, have you ever noticed how they say my senator, my I went to visit my senator and there's a reason. And he's going really slow like this where you're going even with that clip, you're kind of going get to the point because they think of you as their senator. They're proud of you. And this went on and on and on as if he was just pulling stuff out of his ass and ad-libbing. It was, it was just bad. And then the Democrats got out, gave a great case. They did a great video that everybody should Google of showing just it, – it's the timeline, but it's interesting because when they said timeline, Cliff, I was thinking they meant like literally a line and they would show when things happened. Rather, they pieced together all these independent videos of Trump speaking. And as Trump was speaking, what was the crowd yelling back at him? Like, yeah, we're going to go to the, you know, and, and, and showing people on the Senate floor at the same time, people were breaking down the gates outside the, the Congress. It was a wonderful juxtaposition of, of seeing how it progressed in a really freaky way. And it was enough to get uh, it, it and the good case the house managers presented, by the way, let's step back. What happens is the house managers in other words, the Democrats uh, appointed by Pelosi in the House present the case. So you've got a series of Democrats presenting the case, House Democrats, and then it's Trump's lawyers that defend, right? Now, what's interesting, by the way, with that too, is who is this Joe Negosi or what's his name? He's really good. The House uh, uh, Democrat yeah, he, that I never... Oh my he, God. Took a, he took apart Jonathan Turley. Colorado or something? Yeah, I didn't know who he was either. I never knew who he was. Maybe Negosi, we should look up his name because I'm probably getting it wrong. Uh, African-American. Oh, my God. This guy is – he's like an incredibly well-spoken lawyer, I guess is all I could call it. Meaning not just lawyerly, but this smart but calming way of speaking. It. it oh, my God. He uh, – let me look at this. Oh, well, Negusi, they were smart N-E-G-U-S-E, Joe Negusi. Uh, Colorado Second District, age thirty-six. Wow, he's young. That's he just blew my mind. Yeah, he's a uh, he's. Uh, I'm going to look at his early life. Nagusi's parents. Oh, interesting. Oh, he's Ethiopian, Eritrean. His parents immigrated to the U.S. from Eritrea. Interesting. That's very cool. And now a word from our sponsors. Easier. That is A I S I E R. What is it? Luxurious modern sleepwear for the independent woman. Their sleepwear is made from 100% washable silk. Oh, silk is known to reduce skin surface moisture loss and limit skin irritation. Best of all, it's comfortable, so lightweight, it feels like a second skin. It'll keep you warm in the winter and cool in the summer with a fabric that loves your skin all year round. And in every type of weather, wearing silk to sleep is simply therapy at night. Izier is owned by an amazing woman, a single mom. Their products are made right here in California. You can feel good about supporting a small business delivering high-quality products. Now is the perfect time. Treat yourself or a loved one to something extra special to sleep and lounge in during Izier's Valentine's Sale. 
Go to shopizier.com slash discount slash Stephanie. Use the discount code Stephanie, 10% off your order. That's shop, dot com slash discount slash Stephanie. Use that code Stephanie for 10% off your order. We are so grateful that vaccinations for COVID-19 are underway. Unfortunately, at the very time there's light at the end of the tunnel, infection rates and hospitalizations are at all-time highs across the country. In California, some hospitals even had to turn away patients and threaten to ration care. While we are nearing the finish line for this brutal pandemic, getting there means staying safe. For the foreseeable future, only respirator face masks provide real protection from transmission. Unfortunately, the huge demand and limited supply of respirators means we are flooded with fakes and counterfeits that do almost nothing. Right now, the NewDealShop.com has FDA-authorized KN95 respirator masks with anti-fraud labeling on every single package that can be verified right now on the manufacturer's website. Right tested in, Right now. They're tested in the U.S. by the NPPTL, which Cliff and I Googled, and it actually is federal agency or whatever that that actually looks at these things which is kind of cool um and provides the most significant level of protection these respirator masks are in stock in the u.s and ship immediately for free go to the new deal shop.com now and get verified authenticated fda authorized kn95 masks shipped immediately to your home or business that's the new deal shop.com the new deal shop.com and now back to our show yeah, so he's anyway. Google the guy. Uh, Google N E G U S E. Google some of his appearances. Uh, Cliff, why don't you yeah, tell them what he did to Jonathan Turley, who is who uh, is a big right wing uh, legal analyst that used to be sane but conservative, and now has gone nuts. And he wasn't even sane, but con- uh, like he actually was not con- that conservative. Um, I liked him before. He, he was. He used to be on Keith Olbermann. That's what people moderate, told me. But he's one of those in that same group with Greenwald and others whose belief system, if you go back 10 years, like has, has so changed from where it was that something's, I don't know what, I don't know what's happened, but feels like something. No, Um, that's what I mean. That's why I would never say money. I I would always put it as, as he's in that larger category. And frankly, Cliff, it's that larger category of Trump defenders. So many of the Trump defenders, Alan Dershowitz, these people just go off the deep end. Rudy Giuliani, I know New Yorkers like to say we never liked him, but Rudy Giuliani of, of 9-11 is not this guy. I'm right. sorry, right? You know, Rudy Giuliani is the guy that had no problem, you know, dressing. He lived with a gay couple for a while after his divorce or during his divorce. Now, he I, dressed up in drag. I mean, he was, you know. He performed he, gay marriages. He Relatively cool for a Republican. He supported the now unpopular 1994 crime bill. He probably supported it because of some of the things that we all disagree with about it now in terms of its harsh sentencing. But the, one of the main reasons he supported it at the time and came out and pissed off the Republican Party and got in a big fight with the governor of New York, George right. Pataki. I was living there at this time, so I can I remember all this very, very well. Right. And Al D'Amato got in a huge war with Al D'Amato over it was because he backed the crime bill because it had gun control measures in it. It had an assault right. weapons ban. It had the Brady Bill, you know, or the no, Brady Bill wasn't it, but it had stuff like that. And, 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 and because of that, he got in a big fight with the Republican Party. And my point to you is he, he was willing to fight and come out for sanity numerous right. times. Right. I, I, I do wonder with him if, if money's some of it, but I also wonder if he's just – This is not who he is, but something no. – Well, it's not who he was. I'm wondering if yeah. – I'm wondering if he, he seems to be a little, a little bit rabidly not sane to me at this point. I don't know. But I mean, well, well, you know, I wonder – by the way, I do wonder about that too. This is something – I've raised over the year. I mean, I can see it in myself. I watch old. Now, granted, okay, guys, when I'm doing this show, it's the morning and I'm on my second cup of coffee. So I apologize for that. Some people have noticed. 
<laughs> no, no, but like, I'd say, like, I'd say honestly, you know, John's pretty much a complete dick, so you should expect this. Oh well, no, no, they they mention the fact that I go a little fast sometimes, but I've oh, always gone. I was just fast, having fun. But, well, no, but having said that, I've watched some of the old TV appearances I've got from like twenty years ago, and it kind of freaks me out because I'm like this slow spoken kind of guy in the interviews and i'm like holy shit when did i ever talk like that and i do wonder sometimes whether look getting older is not easy i mean cliff can tell cliff can tell you this no but cliff can tell you as well even though he's a little younger than me you you just i think life makes you worry more as you get older at least for a lot of us and i don't think it's a good thing i think maybe some people don't as they get older which would be great but i think up until you hit retirement age your stress probably keeps increasing, whether it's family, whether it's providing for your family, or it could just be family well, strife. Your kids are teenagers. From, from my experience, right? you know, and mine is different than John's, mm-hmm. as all people's are different. But mine having a family, you know, there's no doubt that that's always been the thing that makes people more. And I don't mean necessarily sometimes politically conservative, but small C conservative. Yeah. Is that when you have children and, and they're relying and you realize like, they are relying on you for their very lives, yeah. you know what I mean, and their well-being. And that is, you realize that another yeah. human being's well-being is actually largely in your hands. Yeah, they're, they're, that's. I mean, it's, I always saw people. You know, it'd be funny. Like you have, I'll just say this quickly. You have all these sort of TV shows based around you, know, and they're meant for like bachelor type guys hmm. who are in their twenties and thirties. And when I was, when I before, you know, when I'm a forty something, late forty something. When I was in my twenties and thirties back in the day, they they aimed those shows at me, and. You know, you 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 definitely see uh, you definitely see this thing where like guys, it's like the scariest thing in the world is committing to marriage, right? That's always right. the big joke. Oh my god! And I never understood that uh, because to me, having kids was so much scarier. <laughs> I mean, committing to my right. wife and saying you know that we we're going right. to be married, yeah, there are legal implications there and all this sort of stuff, but it wasn't like you know, oh my God, if, if in the worst case scenario, we ended up hating each other, you can't turn back from that. Yeah. You can't turn back from having kids. Yeah. You better, you better do a good job because you're bringing other humans into the world. And And honestly, what if they're bad? Right. No, I remember as a kid thinking I was going to have kids and going, but like, what if you don't get a good kid? What if you get a bad kid? Right. (laughs) I was like, you know, not a jerk, like a good kid, like a kid who does whatever I want. No, but I mean, a a troublesome teenager, right? I mean, turns into freaking a troublesome teenager who turns into like a serial killer. I don't know. Point. I guess the point I'm just trying. Look, point I'm trying to make. And like you said, you got to provide for them, and all of a sudden you have a bad year. But a bad year means, oh my God, can I provide for my family? Anyway, my point is, I think as you get older, then you start worrying about your retirement and whether you have enough, which is my concern right now. Everything starts eating on you, and I do wonder. I'd like to see sort of a study or an article on this. I wonder whether for a lot of people, I mean, I noticed I've gotten more angry as I've gotten older. Like, and it's something I, I try to sort of rein in a little bit because I wonder whether for all of us, the older we get, it's hard not to, maybe the word is be jaded. And it's not jaded about everything, but jaded in the sense of you're angry and you're more worried and you're a little more snippy. And, and I see it in some of my friends, you know, and I just, it's, it's not healthy and I, I, we were getting on this because we're talking about Giuliani. So many of Trump's supporters who are older, they were something before and they become something else now. 
you know, right. or Glenn Greenwald, who isn't that old, but Glenn too. I mean, Glenn didn't seem to be what he is today, 10, 15 years ago, but he's certainly gone off the deep end. You've got a mean, lot of again, people who have gone off the deep end, and I don't have. know what I it mean, is. That, that, I, I was thinking about this the other day, because I, when I saw what's-his-name take Turley apart, and it's funny that you began uh, with that. Uh, Representative Ngozi? Ngozi. I started thinking yeah. about this exact thing, which it's was- It's so good, guys. Google it, like, by the way. What I was thinking about Turley. I was thinking oh. about Glenn Greenwald. I was thinking about Lindsey Graham. I was thinking about you know the people yeah. that literally have not, not have slightly changed have done, if not a 180, a 160. I mean, they're pretty close to being in the exact opposite position of where they used to be. Yeah. You know, maybe you saw some of these traits with them. I mean, Glenn was always kind of an asshole, but but he was an asshole who who fought for some of the right things, you know, in the past. I mean, you well, know. Fought for, the, fought for the Uber left, whereas now he r- routinely excoriates AOC as not being liberal enough, which is well, like, I mean, huh? It's not even that. Yeah. It's that if you go through his timeline during the Trump years, it's as pro- it's been propagandistic as anything Trump's ever done. He his whole timeline is is I mean, it's like you could sit there. And it's almost like you could do a rhetoric class on it. He mm-hmm. he he general generalizes about everything. It's always right. liberals this, Democrats that, blah blah right. blah. And he calls AOC by the way a liberal, so he puts her into that banner now. Depending and which he, which one he's trying to go after her he, on, all right? sorts of people. He was yeah. he used to be friends with her support, like her. He's right. turned on, and he insults and excoriates him. Liberals are the real fascists. Liberals are the ones who are authoritarians. Liberals, you know, Democrats are the ones. I mean. At least if you were going after both, you'd say, okay, well, right. he's changed somewhat, and it pisses me off because I don't think the Democrats are nearly as culpable, in fact, not in the same universe as Republicans. Instead, he ignores every single thing. The only time he attacks Republicans is when it's in the service of attacking Democrats. For example, he attacked Liz Cheney today, but you know, neocon warmonger Liz Cheney. No wonder all the liberals swoon over her now because she voted for, for impeachment. It, the, the punchline is always liberals yeah. are evil. Yeah. And I'm sorry, like that either it doesn't mean he's paid. He doesn't mean that he got he's been compromised in some way. He maybe has just lost his fucking mind. I don't it's know. Just, exactly. it's but there's some explanation some for it because yeah. he's not the same person. You've been listening to a free excerpt of the Unprecedented Podcast. To hear the rest of the show and hear all of our past shows and support our work as independent media, please go to patreon.com slash unprecedented podcast and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our Zoom interviews, and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode. And now a word from our sponsors. Well, John, imagine this Valentine Day, Valentine's Day story is for you. I can't even say it correctly. Uh oh. Uh oh. Go again. on. Imagine this Valentine's Day story is for you. Okay. Parked outside the restaurant where you're meeting your date in 10 minutes, glancing in the mirror, you cringe. Ah! Ah, Valentine's Day. Actually, ah! You can't go in. This is like a horrible one. You can't go in with those bags under your eyes, not to mention the crow's feet. You rummage through your purse well, or bag or whatever you have. Uh, say, wow, that's interesting. Please tell me I have flex- my plexiderm. And there it is. You apply the clear serum under your eyes and smile confidently, knowing that in 10 minutes you'll look fresh, bright-eyed, and years younger. Plexiderm is the clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in just minutes. It's the Valentine's Day gift you give yourself. 
You can try a six-day trial pack application for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buiplx.com or call 800-685-1292 and use the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping, a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buiplx.com or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. 